A reading from John 6, 53-59. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the living Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Well, uh, before I give my reflections on this text, I'd like to introduce another voice to the podcast. I'm sitting here with Lauren Sumner. She's one of our co-leaders of Student and Family Discipleship here at Sandwich Church. Welcome, Lauren. Thanks. Good to be here. I'm so glad to have your voice. I I love your reflections on the Word and I'm really looking forward to sharing that with our listeners. So for this this, um, paragraph, you know, we said, I think it was yesterday, that this teaching that Jesus is giving on the bread of life, it's about to become a hard teaching. It's about to become, as it were, hard to swallow. You know, <laughs> he's talking about eating bread and it's about to get hard to swallow. And I don't know if he's getting frustrated that they're not understanding it, or I'm not really sure exactly what he's doing here, but he ends up losing like a large portion of his audience. Why? Like, what's he saying that's so hard? We starts getting... um kind of intense. He says, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you will have no life in you. Like, whoa, that's tough. And then to to look at the Greek uh, with me a little bit, the Greek actually starts getting harder to hear as well. When he says, um, you know, your ancestors ate manna and died. That word ate, it's the same word for eat in Greek that's been used throughout the whole dialogue. But then he shifts it to another verb in the next sentence. He says, but whoever feeds on this bread, talking about himself, will live forever. And that Greek word for feeds on, it's the word trogo. Trogo, it's a Greek word. And it really means like to gnaw or to crunch, almost picture like an animal, you know, crunching into the flesh of another animal. It's just, it's that visceral. It's like, man, what is Jesus doing here? He's getting rather offensive. He's going to use that word offensive in the next, um, tomorrow. We're going to talk about that, but I just wanted to point that out. And Lauren, I wonder what thoughts you have on this. Um, before we hear from Eric, what what are you thinking about? Yeah. Similar to you, Nathan, the shock of this message really stood out to me. You know, he's, he's using these words like flesh, blood, Mm -hmm. and it just, it kind of makes your hair on the back of your neck stand up, Mm. you know? And it's, I was thinking about what is Jesus doing here? And, and what is he trying to convey? And to me, it connected to the scandal of the gospel itself. Mm -hmm. It should be shocking. It should be Mm. when we hear, um, the gospel, we should kind of, our ears should perk up a little bit because it's so against all the other things that we have ever heard before. Mm. And so for the people in this time and for us today, you know, I think it, the reaction of, of questioning Jesus, what are you saying here? Mm -hmm. You know, this is unlike anything I've, I've ever heard before is a natural response and something we should be thinking 
um, mm-hmm. when it comes to to the gospel. Um, yeah, they call that the offense of the gospel. Yeah. Right. Well, um, I, I think that um, Lauren has really touched on a very important point, and that is. If I represent anybody here, I, I represent the people of the pews, uh, the people that show up at church, listen to the sermon, uh, take communion, um, ask for forgiveness, pray, and sing. Um, and my own sense at Stanwich Church is there's a great deal of joy uh, that is expressed there. But as a person of the pews, I have a different uh I think, autobiography or a a sense of where I came from and where I am today in terms of the language of um, Holy Scripture, both Old and New Testament. And I, I, I looked this up as we were speaking, but one of the um, words that come from Jesus in the same chapter of John Uh, comes uh, with the 29th verse. This is the work of God, he says, that you believe in him whom he has sent. This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. The thing that was so hard for me as a uh, man who grew up in the uh, pews in my church attendance was uh, to center on the word belief. I had many beliefs. I don't think you can be born into this world without believing something, even though it's not articulated when you're just an infant. But as you grow up, you uh, start absorbing beliefs, and it starts motivating you to do this, that, or the other thing. Some of them uh, very good, some of them maybe not so good. But belief is so central to the Jesus story. Either you're going to uh, take what he says and reject it because it does not conform with your own beliefs, or you're going to listen at a different level and hear something that is actually part of who you are, but you have never actually dug in deep enough to figure out that God exists, uh, that he sent his son into the world. The, the whole gospel uh, narrative is embedded in all of us. Um, and God put eternity in the hearts of men, it says in Ecclesiastes. In other words, we have a heart that potentially is saturated with God, but the obstruction, of course, is sin. And so I came to the Bible as a sinful person, and it was for years that I didn't throw over the sin. So my ability to understand what Jesus was saying was, was um, inhibited. Yeah. So let's, that's a good tee up for tomorrow. Cause we're going to talk about um, more about what Lauren phrased, you know, the offense of the gospel and how is it that we could actually perceive or take in or to use the metaphor, digest <laughs> the truth of what Jesus is saying here. Great.